Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to another edition of the Blacksmith's Furnace. This time, we're just me, Pete. Me, Mo. And the lovely... Jamelia, hi. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Excitement. <laughs> I had to do something silly on the intro. I had to do something silly. I thought you were going to do it for your own name, you but to be fair, that's probably as reckless as Mo's going to get today. Because <laughs> you're here. <laughs> um, Feel free. Feel free to be reckless. Uh, but, yes. So, um, Robert couldn't make it. Apparently, he's got church stuff going on. Mm. Uh, I say apparently. apparently. With uh, quotation marks. Because no one really knows. Imagine. <laughs> try, try, try to help the females worship in that. <laughs> Bare laying of hands. <laughs> wow. like, my head hurts. Why is your hand down here? <laughs> Imagine. I went to the root of the issue. It did not in my head. So well, <laughs> new space for the Holy Ghost. Okay. That's um, like two steps. Yeah. <laughs> Pray from afar. <laughs> anyway. Um, so today, I thought, uh, it, last Wednesday, as uh, Jamini pointed out, was International Women's Day. 26th, we've got Mother's Day. Uh, so March is kind of the month for the ladies. Girl um, chat. <laughs> so I thought it would be good to talk about um, feminism today. Right. I think you should start by defining what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> My ignorant understanding of feminism is girls that want to be men without penises. That's that's. That. Do you know, um, I think that's that's like a fair understanding of it because modern day feminism. Yeah, anyway. modern day feminism. Yeah. Anyways, I think it's a fair, um, not fair understanding, but fair um, ignorant understanding of it <laughs> because mostly we don't necessarily hear of any, or I haven't heard per se of any like positive feminist models mm. or role models most that i've heard of are, have been the they run up on a congregation and like burn a bra holding a pitchfork men are pigs like it, it's it's almost the extreme cases that are flung up in yeah. in, in, in the media so yeah. like the more thought out these are the points that we're trying to raise and stuff like that yeah aren't necessarily seen. So, yeah. yeah. Just, uh, uh, so. Mm. Just say. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, so I was, I was giving uh, up my ignorant understanding of Which feminism. What did you say? Because uh, I stepped out the room for a second. Uh, women without penises. Women that want to be men without penises. Wow. Is modern day feminism from an ignorant wow. point of view. Wow. <laughs> I'm so done. Um, Oh no, remember this is my ignorant point of view. Yes, yes, of course. Um, So feminism is uh, the advocacy of of women's rights um, on the grounds of equality that we should be treated the same as men. We should have equal rights and equal opportunities. Um, I think in terms of like burning bras and those kind of um, what do you call them? Images. Mm. That's about the specific time, though, and those were radical feminists, but they paved the way for women to have what I have now. 
So I think in the same way that if you look at civil rights, the movement, um, those people did some reckless things because they were at the beginning of it. Mm. So in order to get noticed and um, change laws, they had to be, you know, so is it safe to say you identify as a feminist <laughs> um, in terms of my own understanding of femi- feminism mm. I say I say yes like mm. I believe that women should be treated as equal mm. I don't feel like we should be denied I was going to be so reckless <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it's worth noting, yeah, because I, I get this as well. I think it's not it's, it's, it's there's a difference between being fake and then being different under different circumstances. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's a level of reckless a recklessness mm-hmm. that is afforded by three guys sitting behind the microphone and just talking. Well when your wife comes into the room <laughs> She brings with her a certain anointing. <laughs> completely different. It's not being fake. It's being different. It's being wise. It's being wise. It's being wise. It's being wise. So I completely understand. The thing is, I after the stop button is pressed on this podcast, you don't go live your own lives, you know. I'm still here. I'm still here. Why are you acting like you're trapped in the closet or something like She wakes up before you. When you sleep, you're like one who's dead, unaware of what goes on. No, I think um, the the one one thing I'm going to say about you know the whole burning a bra kind of thing is in in today's like information overload, mm-hmm. it's only the radical things that will stand out, mm-hmm. whether or not those things are justified. And so, in as much as and and something you said as well, I think hints at the fact that. There is, there are almost different definitions for feminism. There's lots of different definitions, and there's lots of um, break-off groups. Yes. If you like. Yeah. But the ones that would make the most waves, or the ones that we'll hear about the most, yeah. will tend to be the radicals. Yeah. yeah. And that's why my ignorant point of view would be, you know, it's just guys, <laughs> women that want to be men without penises, because those are, you know, the ones that kind of stand out now if, if that makes mm-hmm. sense mm-hmm. so it's me I think you're going to say something mm-hmm. if you remember um no just in terms of like so when I when I studied feminism at school or college I can't remember there there was a lot of um there was a lot of people who felt like the feminist movement didn't identify their needs mm-hmm. so like black women mm-hmm. um ended up forming their own black feminism because they felt like white women didn't understand black women issues Mm. yeah so um and now there's like trans women that would say that the feminist movement doesn't include them Mm. and so like they're branching off into their own kind of so people are fighting for their rights Mm. but um there's different branches of what people consider Mm. to be important Mm. um i think I think because we live in Western society that um, a lot of men might feel like women are treated equally. 
Okay. Um, the amount but, of like shade, <laughs> just being thrown this just, way, just right. just like say. Because I want, I want, I want you guys to understand, right? So, mm. like, for example, as as black men mm. in life, you know what it feels like to have microaggressions of racism at you, mm. like whether it's people crossing the street or being friends or intimidated yeah. and like yeah. acting in certain ways yeah. that is not overtly racist but you know where it stems from mm. in the same way like as a woman if you're in a corporate environment mm. like let's say you're in a meeting and um you're passionate about something and men are talking down to you like you're a hysterical woman mm. or um i've had loads of occasions where i've made valid points but then a man has repeated my points exactly as I said them mm. and suddenly there's a general consensus that that's a great idea mm. so as a woman you feel those kind of microaggressions as you go through life mm. which men would be like yeah but you're in the boardroom mm. like you have the big job like you're getting paid the same but there's still things that are not the same in terms of treatment mm. uh, just to add, add to that actually before I even go on there was this uh, Uber uh, issue I don't know if you guys heard about yeah. it Uber had, I think, like eighty uh, percent man men to well, like yeah, eighty yeah, percent of them were, were men, and a very small number were women. And I think for one instance, they bought leather jackets for all the guys, and I was like maybe three women, all the guys in engineering or something. There were only like three women there, and they were like, "Well, yeah, we're not going to buy you guys leather jackets because." You're just gonna buy it for the men, <laughs> and it's, it's like it, it was something seemingly trivial, but mm. it's like you think about it, and they've got a history of being like somewhat, you know, um, uh, dismissive of, of mm. women's rights and stuff like that. And it was like for them to point out something even as small as that, you know, it kind of stands out, and, mm. and it goes to your point as well that it's it's those kind of microaggressions. Yeah. Micro offences there. I think also, like, um, as a woman at work, um, you're treated differently mm. when it comes to, like, your children. So if you um, are late because you had to drop them off at nursery or um, you need to leave early to pick them up or they're sick or whatever, like, men, yeah, tend to um, make, like, they'll, they'll keep records of this. To mm. then come back at you at some point and tell you that you're not taking your work seriously or, mm. you know, like you're not um, giving enough to the company. Whereas if a man turned up in a boardroom and was late because he had to drop his child at school, it's like he gets a round of applause for being a responsible parent. Mm. So it's how um, the same issues are interpreted and how they reflect on your working practice. Mm. Like just um, having to tell your manager or your company that you're pregnant you tend to get a lot of negative negativity um, as if, like, oh, well, it's a waste. Like, why did we bother training you and invest all this time in mm. you? Because you're just going to mm. go off and get get pregnant and stay at home with your children. Like, that's a bad thing. Mm. So, um, yeah, I think it's very different. Mm. Yeah, I think even, like, <coughs> culturally, um, culturally slash historically... Um, in like rural places and under, under like third world countries and stuff, mm. they'll just be like, "Why? What's the point of giving a woman an education? She's just gonna end up at house 
barefoot, bearing kids, taking care of the house, sort of thing. Mm. So they're like, an education is wasted on her, sort of mm. thing. Mm. Um, yeah, I, f- I find it interesting. I find it very interesting. The degrees of variation mm. in, in the way that people are treated. Mm. And um, in some countries, like women are not even allowed to drive. Oh, I saw I saw a picture once of um, an all-female uh, cabin crew that landed a plane in a country where they wouldn't be allowed to drive otherwise. Um, but then, you, you know, I, I, to to what extent is this? So to add here, I'm, this this is again ignorance here, but I'm really curious. Like, you see when you wear a hijab, yeah, mm-hmm. but the extreme ones where you can only see the eyes, yeah. What's the rules on driving with that? Well, in this country. Yeah, so it's like, obviously, like, religious purposes, you're not going to... So, do you just not drive? Do you take off the hijab, take the picture, and then when you're stopped, you kind of have to take it off, show them that it's you? You're asking questions, I don't know how to answer. Because it's like... I'm sure I've seen people drive with hijabs, like, with a full hijab on before. And that's what I'm like, if you get stopped, it's like, look into my eyes, it's me. Yeah, but you probably have to prove your identity in other ways, you know. Um, hmm. But yeah, I, I feel like where there has been some progression hmm. in some places, it's still not, it's still not complete. So, so my, my question, like, my, what I was, the question I was going to ask was, to what extent are these like, you know, like crimes against humanity or crimes against women, and uh, to what extent is it that as opposed to being just a cultural thing you know for especially for countries where for instance where women are not allowed to drive like I can't say I agree with it to any extent I don't see the point of restricting women from driving if the vehicle is there but then you know is that (laughs) is that is that like a you know I just see it as that's them being backward as it's it's a cultural thing thing, being backward all all of these things were cultural things right Mm. And then people worked to stop them mm. being cultural things. So, yeah, I would say they are cultural, but it's the fact that they they should be allowed. Mm. Like being yeah. able to drive, yeah. it shouldn't be restricted. Is mm. it? Like if you don't, if you want to abide by your cultural norms mm. and not get a license, then that's fine. Mm. Like you can follow that. But the fact that there's a law that prevents you For them, from doing it, that's their country. Like why why does it? I, I don't know. Part of me... Because there's obviously women in that country that want to drive. Mm. And I think even if something is cultural, doesn't necessarily mean that someone is not suffering as a result of, of that. Mm. Mm. So it's a case of... Um, sorry to have to go there. But like slavery was cultural. Mm. And it was a whole race of people suffering for it. Mm. Um, thankfully, that's been abolished and we are making strides away from that whole mindset and mentality. Kind of. Kind of. But um, even though it's cultural, mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily mean that it is mutually beneficial. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, it's almost like um, civil equal rights sort of thing. So mm-hmm. it's, is it mutually beneficial? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's where a lot of things are kind of being thrown up in the air right now. So mm-hmm. um, it was cultural that um, only men and women get married. Mm. 
but now it's like is it mutually beneficial for like, homosexuals and stuff like that so that's been thrown in the air mm-hmm. and obviously irrespective of whatever stance you kind of position you kind of occupy with that it's a case of those not following a specific creed or religion or whatever just like it's not mutually beneficial mm-hmm. so let's rearrange that yeah. um, so I think there's there's always that question of even though it's cultural are there people being affected by it so it's mm-hmm. like um FGM, mm-hmm. yes. Female genital mutilation. mutilation. Mm. Again, cultural. Mm. But women were suffering as a result of it. Mm. So it's like cultural and barbaric. Yeah. Yeah. So it's remove even not just accepting something because it's cultural, mm. but actually evaluating it, seeing seeing if it's one beneficial, and two if it's mutually beneficial. Mm. And I think a lot of the times the culture hasn't caught up with where society is. Like some of the shut down the legs. Yeah, but I'm just trying to turn this down before I So sometimes they were like there were rules for a reason, right? Mm. Um but then circumstances change those rules. So like when the world wars happened and there wasn't any men to do the labour mm. because they were all at war. Yeah. All of a sudden, oh now you got you women can come and do these men mm. jobs, mm. right? So it's like it it was a forced hand, mm. but now that you've made strides, like some women enjoy doing those jobs, right? Mm. And they they had the new sense of independence and they want to go back to just being in the house mm. and looking after the children. So I think in the the year that we are now, it's not like those rules have a I don't know, like a a safety purpose. Mm, mm. Do you know what I mean? It's not. It's not because of safety. Mm. It's just because we're men. Like, mm. like, there's no real. Mm. Why can't I? All right. So then, moving, moving because you know we've gone down the route of society. Mm-hmm. Moving down to, shall I say, our society as Christians? Yeah. Is feminism as it is now the idea that men and women are equal? Is that a biblical idea? And I say equal in the sense of, and, and again, going back to my ignorance point of view, equal in the sense of, you know, everything that a man is, a woman is. And everything that a woman is, a man should be able to be. Or something along those lines. Because that seems to be that's what's being preached yeah. um, in terms of feminism. And is that a biblical standpoint? I think it gets very murky when you get to trying to explain feminism from a biblical perspective Mm. and I'm sure there is a church feminism group of people that where's the the whatsapp group send send, send an email in there we'd we'd love to hear your that are just focused on like church as a culture and Mm. the feminism I wonder if they're passed as a woman and the equality that um, they want Mm. in that sense um, I think from the standpoint that God created male and female, uh, male and female in his own image mm. um, out of the same components in, in terms of like flesh and blood and spirit mm. I would say we are equal um, there there's are, an argument to be made about that though what? in the sense of man was created from the ground woman was created from men 
Yeah, but it's still the same substance. If you, if you were created from dust and I was created from you, then I'm still part of the dust. Yeah, but as in like, one's a subset of the other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing... So, that was a, well, fallen angel. Devil, <laughs> fallen angel's advocate in this or, case. Or, or, <laughs> um, I would still say that they're both crazy. He didn't say, I made man in my own image and women was just a side thing. Like, <laughs> No, 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 because even to your point, uh, and this is how you know, I I don't actually believe that because people are going to get at me, I know. Um, (laughs) Paul then says there is no Jew, no Gentile, no male, no no female. So So your your spirit is not gendered. Yeah. Um, I do believe that God has set an order. You have visitors. <laughs> yeah, you believe that God has set. Yeah, I believe that God has set an order yeah. in place that um, men are supposed to be the heads. Mm. I believe that there's a great responsibility placed on them mm. um, in terms of their households, in terms of their marriage, and um, so I believe there are roles. Mm. that men and women play in a relationship and a family that are different. Mm. Um, so, from that sense, I wouldn't be saying I want equality in my household to the level that I want to be the head. Mm. That's unbiblical. Mm. But I don't want to be treated like a lesser vessel. So where Mo is leading me, it's mm. from a place of... Go and fetch my water. I wish a brother would say that. Say that again. Say that again. Say what I'm about to You need to be finished in here, innit? I will pass over the recording device to hit you. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Right, so... Oh, that scared me. <laughs> I'm not even in this marriage. <laughs> mm. So, where Mo makes decisions mm. and he leans um, us as a household, mm. he still takes into consideration my thoughts and opinions. I'm not, um, you know, submissive by force. Like, I don't have a say and I'm not appreciated in my marriage or, or stuff. I think when you... Hell dare! When you understand what God intended, yeah, because I think people that are outside, mm. so for people that are non-Christian, mm. looking inwards on a Christian marriage and how we have um, verses that talk about submission and stuff, mm. like they have their own conception of what that means for us, mm. and so they're like, oh, it's unfair and you can't do this and you can't do mm. that. But I think when you actually understand the revelation of how God created marriage to be then um it's not like that at all i think um the word that i have heard used and i like really like is complementarian so um it's like i I by the way this is a whole like movement on Twitter as well like you got the complementarians that's all it's like their own thing yeah it's like I am very much aware of Jamila's passion and 
like advocacy for like female rights and stuff like that and I don't feel threatened by it mm. in any way shape or form because and, and as she's been sharing it the way that she kind of presents it is no attack on men mm. but rather a a fight for more recognition and like almost like a better quality of life mm. toward for women mm. and it is very much in line with what I view as in like complementary and as Jamila said I don't see it as physically men are better than women or spiritually men are better than women or anything like that I do definitely see that biblically the roles given to each are somewhat unique in mm. certain areas oh yeah um, but they complement mm. they work in unison together as, as Paul says again different fun- different body parts but one body so mm. it's like different mm. partners but it's, it's the same it's like we're working towards one goal mm. Mm. and yeah it's, it's the same it's exactly as Jamelia said when even men like Christian men will say oh the Bible says submit submit to your husband and they use that in a manner to abuse yeah. the family, abuse the wife and just exert authority. I'm like, if you actually understood biblically what that meant mm. in terms of the weight of what's been put on your shoulders, yeah. you wouldn't necessarily take that lightly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I would more kind of side with my ignorant, it may be understanding of complementarian mm. in, in which I understand that both are unique Mm. Both are equal and both are unique, equal, but they work together in harmony to make things work. Yeah. I think it's it's interesting, you know, especially when you use the biblical example as well of um Auntie, do you want to take her upstairs into the bedroom with her drawing? <laughs> Leia has been introduced to this podcast. Hi, Leia. Say hello. Say hello. Say hello. Hello. Say hello. Say hello. For the avid listeners of the podcast, you would have heard her when all she could do was write screams. They know Leia, yeah. But now it's like she's actually constructing sentences. Um... Yes, um, I can't remember, I was, I was going somewhere with it. Um, I spoke about guys abusing it. Um, yes, yes. So, with, with, the, with the biblical like quotations, you know, uh, as women submit, it's always it's funny how easy it is to ignore what the rest of the verse yeah. says. Because if women submit to your husbands, as the husband is submitting to Christ, and it's like, if the husband isn't submitted to Christ, how can you as a woman submit to him? And also, even, it reminds me of, Children, you know, obey your parents in the Lord or whatnot. And then they also then go say, fathers, do not provoke your children. To... No father has ever said that part. <laughs> that never comes in. It's just the one focus on children. But uh, further to our point, um, I actually think, I don't know if I agree with women being equal to men. Okay, that's let, interesting. Let me say this again. You don't agree. I don't agree with women being equal to men. Why? How so? In what, in what capacity? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the mm-hmm. setup. That's the setup. <laughs> because I think to do that is to, it, it's, it's to devalue um, a woman. It's to devalue. Jeez. 
You know. see this guy, yeah? <laughs> this guy set himself up for an uppercut, yeah? Just to, to flip the script. Just a little little switch thing. Side step. You know, it is to devalue, to, to make... <laughs> I I said, to make women equal to men is to devalue women. Men. To devalue women. <laughs> it's try to take away from me. No. It's to devalue women because God. No, in some ways, yes. No, in some ways, absolutely. Because God specifically made us different. In a sense, a woman has a whole different anatomy to a man. That is. Quite wow, physically wait, obvious. Wait. <laughs> you know, and and to to ignore all of that, and and I think you know it even filters into this whole thing now where my gender is what I feel my gender is, mm-hmm. as opposed to what I have been assigned biologically. Mm-hmm. You know, and you've got whole movements that are going. I'm not male. I'm not female. I'm this. Somewhere what do you between. say to sorry, slight tangent, but mm. what do you say to those who are born with both genitalia? But then it's that's a big tangent. That is a big tangent, actually, but slight. <laughs> I don't know why you don't want to go down this street. <laughs> but I, I just threw but, it out there. Yeah, but, but then that, that, that goes along the same kind of lines as those that are born blind, like, or those that are born crippled or yeah. something like that, in the sense of it's not the natural order of things, mm-hmm. but. It's not outside of God's grace to mm. deal with, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. We, I see, there's a video of this guy. I forget his name. I should not forget his name. He has no arms, no legs. Yeah, yeah. But That's you know, dope. he 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 talks about how God allows for that to be mm-hmm. something that He uses for His glory, and, and so you know, you're born with both. You will find more often than not they are they lean to one, if that makes sense. Nick. Yes. 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 Yeah. With, with, Wow! It's, 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 a, it's one of those like weird, weird yeah. Polish Russian names. Wujicic. Wujicic. Um, okay then. Um, <laughs> I like Nick. I'm sorry, I like Nick. <laughs> but, I no, finish. Yeah. So so with, with that, I think you also find that they tend to lean towards one. They'll be either more estrogen or more testosterone, and so they'll look more like a man, more like yeah, a woman. Yeah. Um, but sometimes the parents decide for them, and that can also cause yeah problems later. Like if they're if when they're a baby, mm. their um, parents decide to right, yeah, like remove yeah, the male part right, of them right, and like right. give them a girl's name, yeah, and, and right. then later on they're like I don't feel like a girl. Yeah, um, so I, I mean that's all, a very specific as well, yeah, and that's very a very very small, and I can't address that in two minutes yeah. as no, well. Just, yeah. I just Sorry, like to throw out. I'm very, uh, you know, I thought I'd be reckless because <laughs> Robert's out chasing babes. Wow. Alright, so uh, just to go back to feminism in the yeah. church, right? Yeah. yeah. So I grew up in a, a Pentecostal church, mm. very, very old school. Mm. Hat wearing, skirt wearing, no makeup, no jewelry, no tats, blah 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 blah. Mm. Right? Um, girls can't wear trousers, can't do none of that stuff. And <clears throat> we were taught mm. that women can't be pastors mm. yeah it's not it's not their role stay in your lane stop serving know thy place women that are pastors are, are, are you know Sinners. gone contrary to the word of god mm. um and all this kind of stuff so that was my foundation of biblical understanding yeah later on in life i realized i have the gift of a pastor mm. i'm female mm. What does that then mean? That 
I can't operate mm. in that gift. Mm. I should ask Jesus for a different one. Mm. Is there anyone that I'm allowed to have being a woman? Um, so my viewpoint has changed mm. because I realised that my church is stuck in a very traditional <sighs> lack of biblical grounding. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and and I I feel like this is why we don't mention churches' names at all. I'm not mentioning names. I, don't I, I, I would. I don't really care. Um, to be honest, Mart- I thought I was reckless. I saw some Remy Martin today. If I got a problem with it, I'm gonna call their call name. Call your name. Your government. Yeah, I mean, your government. Like, I, I don't. I don't really mind. Um, Charity number. <laughs> so I just did that. I actually know what it is as well. Okay. Do you know what? If Robert was going to be like, what is it? <laughs> Google that. So, I think um, for women that grew up in those type of churches and environments, mm. you felt less than mm-hmm. because you grew up in a place that said you were definitely mm. less than. Mm. And if you wanted to do ministry, you needed to be on the worship team or you needed to do Sunday school mm. or you're destined to be a missionary. Mm. Why are there no men missionaries? Can somebody explain that to me? Yeah, I'm, okay. No, but in church, in, in, in a church yeah, okay, setting, right? Okay, yeah. When it's like missionaries, yeah. they're all women. You know, so it, again, it's, it's interesting because the because we had missions week at my church today. Mm-hmm. Um, people should know which church I go to. I don't know if I mentioned it. Um, you don't have you mentioned the initials? Church of Pentecost. So, <laughs> we, we... They're on Twitter. <laughs> they are on <laughs> We announce it every week. Follow us on Twitter. Um, but so we we have the whole no female pastors thing, um, and they base that on uh, I think Paul somewhere. And how did you have one there? Oh no, not even that. No, 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 no. Um, something. It's somewhere. One of the letters of Paul. They base the idea of not having not bringing a woman to a pastoral level, uh, not giving a woman a pastoral title. However, what I noticed is, and a lot of things in church tend to be cultural as mm-hmm. opposed to biblical. Mm-hmm. And when you go to the biblical point of view, um, I struggle to see the argument made for a woman like apostle or bishop or whatever, mm-hmm. given the title. However, I don't see it as limiting um, the function. And also because the title in and of itself ends up normally being something that people throw on you as opposed to something that you take and hold on to mm. yourself and place so much value in. It ends up being the um, the act and the action mm-hmm. and what you're doing for God. So you've got the Esthers and mm-hmm. they having to do what they needed to do. And you've got the woman that anointed Christ's feet with the alabaster box of oil or the woman that went to attend to his body mm-hmm. and all of these people that did specific things that were recognized and appreciated as opposed to having a title. Mm-hmm. So when you talk about, you know, having a, a the gift or having um, that, yeah, gift of uh, a pastoral gift. Yeah. yeah. I find for whatever reason, and if there is a biblical argument for a female pastor in that way, then I'm, I'm open to it because, you know, it's all good. But then I think it shouldn't, or if, if it weren't that our churches tend to be more cultural than biblical, that shouldn't be an impediment to you serving at all. No, I think the problem is is that our structure of church is unbiblical. Oof. Hence why 
the um the I'm not in approval the concept <laughs> of having a female pastor mm. seems to be in contradiction to the word because of the headship that we give to a pastor mm. that headship is unbiblical Mm. So, because it shouldn't be. Can you can you speak on what would be there? Because I know more said it before. Okay, so um, so the whole hierarchical way that we do church, where one man runs things, yeah, um, is is not how it was designed to be. Mm. Um, we put too much attention on the pastoral title, where the fivefold ministry is supposed to exist. Yeah together and work yeah. in conjunction with each other yeah. but what we tend to have is churches that um focus on one gifting yeah. so you'll have churches that are focused on prophecy you'll have churches that are focused on pastors or evangelism mm. but there's they're not working in conjunction with each other so instead of and that's why a lot of pastors if you look at their household if you look at their family things are falling apart because they are not doing church the way church is meant to be done and the pressure is great mm-hmm. there's supposed to be a body of people that run the church mm-hmm. and if you have all the ministries covered mm-hmm. then you can attend to the people the way you're supposed to yeah um so yeah so yeah. i think if church was done biblically the concept of having women as pastors wouldn't seem to be unbiblical mm-hmm. yeah. because she wouldn't be in charge of everything yeah. yeah but then again you see it comes down to the title as well because the the name in and of, in and of itself like now we've gone from pastors to there's bishops to archbishops to something or the other and it's like a lot of these things end up just being titles mm-hmm. that distract on <coughs> from what needs to be done mm. and so you look at if you look in the church that's flourishing you look at what people are actually doing and more often than not you can see who has the pastoral gift mm-hmm. and he might not be the head pastor or yeah. the head bishop, or the head... I don't know what the term is nowadays, yeah. you know. Um, and even with that, it's like, especially as, um, exactly as Jamila was kind of sharing, and we've touched on previously, the whole notion of elevating one person, and then we liken it to um, all the apostles were men, mm. all the leaders were men, mm. even though that's not explicitly stated in terms of eldership with as... Paul was going around establishing elders. It's not explicitly stated that all of them were men. Mm. Um, Apollo was leading with his wife. Mm. So it, it was a duality mm-hmm. where, yeah. where they were both leading. Yeah. Um, the story of Jesus walking with the disciples to Emmaus. Mm. Um, I, I have heard a rendition of it that says that it, when they only mentioned one person's name and they said and another person with them, the other person was female. Mm. Because in the Greek culture they would always mention the husband's name and yeah. they mention the wife as, an, as an, um, a companion. Mm. Um, so people are saying it could possibly be that Man, that person was female. Yeah. So the people who went back to the initial dis, um, apostles and told them that he was still alive mm. was a man and a woman. Mm. Um, so yes, elevating one person to that position then concentrates all the attention on one person mm. to the point where if we don't have a head pastor, we don't have a head person, we almost feel as though we're not doing it right. Mm. Mm-hmm. When biblically, I, ha- I haven't I haven't seen it where there's been such an emphasis on just one person. Like yeah. that. Obviously, it follows Paul in that, mm. but it just follows him as he's establishing churches in different places, yeah. setting up a body of elders, elders mm. and then kind of letting them run run everything. Mm. And so, so my, my point is, I think, 
that when it comes to being if you're a woman in in a church where um it's almost not stated but implied mm. that you need to stay in your lane then if god starts giving you visions mm. of what you're supposed to be doing in ministry and you bring that to your pastor um and he's telling you stay in your lane mm. then you always you almost feel like you don't have room Mm. to do what you need to do without disobeying people mm. without like so every step out like there's more attention on you because mm. you're going against the grain people are going to be chatting you mm. saying you're disobedient you're out of order you're this you're that and um i think because of that a lot of women in church that have gifts that are supposed to be using them are not doing anything mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. And that's a problem for the oh, whole yeah. body of Christ. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I think it also it again goes to talk about you know us having a biblical Christianity and you know the pastor that's rather stay in your lane when he actually sees uh, you know God birthing this fruit in you. Mm-hmm. No, God, he's gonna have to answer himself, isn't he? Of course, he's gonna have to answer to God. Like I gave this person this thing, why did you stifle yeah. it? You know, so it's, it's definitely a, a a thing again where we have to be more. We have to strive to be more biblical in, in our in our in our relationship with God. But then that also said, uh, is this idea that Christianity in and of itself is anti-feminist or is um, let me put it another way the concepts that have been taken by feminism today, more often than not, you'll find roots of them are actually placed in Christianity mm-hmm. or the elevation of a woman the um, recognition of uh, of of God's masterpiece in a woman isn't something that is a new concept. I don't think anyway. Especially when you when you read the Bible and you see mm-hmm. how God kind of treated um, women and and how He interacts with them. I don't think it's a new it's a new concept mm-hmm. at all. I think it's the what we have now is a reaction in the same way as you know the people that have gone that side of worshiping the sun again and mm. you know when in the black movement um mm-hmm. or okay. the conscious conscious uh, stay woke <laughs> stay woke people is is don't sleep don't sleep don't sleep stay woke 12 p.m stay woke <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's almost a a a, a, a reaction uh, to the uh, you know to, to the abuse that has, has occurred mm-hmm. um so that's what i see in modern day radical feminism it's also a reaction to, you know, some of the um, things that have happened mm. in the past. But I don't think Christianity in and of itself yeah. is um, I think, um, anything less. One bad thing that I have seen kind of repeated throughout history mm. is whenever, whenever something drastic happens mm. um, or like a definite standpoint is taken, in order to combat that we can often swing to the far opposite yeah. in terms of the pendulum so yeah. to op- yeah. counteract that we just go boom we're just going to go to the far end yeah. and to counteract Obama we went to Trump Trump done it. <laughs> um, and there's a massive danger with that mm. um, there's been a lot I'll be the first to put my hand up there's been a lot done under the banner of Christianity that mm. doesn't line up with Christianity mm-hmm. oh yeah there's been a lot that has been done. And under, it's still being done. It's still being done. Mm. 
and there's a reality that people are now reacting to what has been done mm. under the banner of Christianity rather than what Christianity actually stands for. Yeah. Now I know that Islam, Muslims can, can kind of state the same thing. They can say the jihadists and all of them guys are doing stuff under the banner of Islam, but that's not what it stands for. Mm. So it, there's always a notion of like, do your research, mm. look into the claims of, of this religion or this movement or whatever and find out within context what I actually stand for because I've heard I've heard people say the Bible stands for slavery because Paul tells people um, Paul tells slaves be happy as a slave mm. not necessarily understanding the context in which that was spoken mm. or the, his, the historical Jewish context mm. of becoming a slave mm. um, and also there's a, an ignorance for the most part as to what society was like before the Ten Commandments came yeah. and why God actually put in place these Ten Commandments. Because I, um, in like listening to different sermons and listening to different teachers and stuff, yeah. I actually stumbled across teachings where it was kind of shedding light to why, for instance, God saying an eye for an eye. Because mm. it was saying the culture was very much um, based on revenge. Yeah. So it was a case of revenge will just be handed down through lineages mm. based on what someone else has done. Yeah. And you're just, it's, it's like post-Cold Wars, mm, mm. where it's just beefing people because they're from the, from different ends. Mm, yeah. And it's exactly the same. So God kind of put in laws and limits to be able to ensure that things stopped mm. and things like right emphasis was placed on the right things like what? Like God actually put emphasis on um, feeding and taking care of the poor, yeah. taking care of those who came into your country yeah. who didn't have anything, mm. and so there's like emphasis placed on different things that God is trying to establish a community yeah. where love could flourish, yeah. where people just don't feel oh because of love I'm just going to gloss over this, but no, but it's like there can be a sense of justice, mm. a sense of love, a sense of righteousness. And we need to look into the historical aspect of why things are certain ways in terms of Christianity. Mm. Um, I totally forgot why I started this. That happens to you a lot. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, Am I lying? So much support. Um, I think just, just quickly, because uh, we're, we're coming up to uh, rounding up, unless uh, Gems or Mo wants to say something. I think it's worth noting as well, like just to clarify, like how the Bible uh, treats women, or how I see women from from the Bible. From the very beginning, for God to do, you know, I think so. For me, the way I see the Bible is every detail is there intentionally. Nothing coincidental. Mm-hmm. Nothing is. Um, nothing is by accident. Unimportant. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So everything there is there intentionally for God to take day one two three four five six and everything is good until he creates man on his own and he couldn't say that that was good Mm. that to me says something about woman's place in the universe (laughs) in and of itself Mm. that God couldn't say this is good without a woman Mm. like to me that that gives her a certain weight for um you know like (laughs) what's it uh I can't remember who it was. Someone was like, oh, if you want to sleep with a guy on the first date, sleep with a guy on the first date. It's your power. And it's like, okay, that's cool. I shall whoop. <laughs> ah! That's a uh, prostitute in Ghana. <laughs> <laughs> it, 
it's, it's, it's your prerogative if you wanna if you wanna give them the you know the same one yeah that's calling them prostitute yeah I'm sure he slept with girls on the first date that wasn't even dates and he used to call them prostitutes takes them to Molly's and it's like <laughs> and gets them to buy their own chicken obviously but for someone like Jacob to work 14 years mm. for a woman Chips? 14 years and it, felt like days. And, it, and it felt like days like again when, when people say that She's and then spice, she, of course she was a spice of course she was a spice of course she was a spice she was a spice the bible says she was fair she was, she was a spice she was fair he got the ugly sister. And he, oh. said, no, bro. he said her eyes were weak. <laughs> um, but yeah, like for for him to do that, kind of goes to show what he what what worth he had for her. And when when guys are going into a marriage and they're like, oh, when even Christian guys are, are, are you know in courtship and it's like, oh, she won't she won't sleep with me or whatever. And it's like, oh, not even just sleeping, but she won't do certain things for me. It's like, how much, uh, how, what's her worth to you mm. that you can't oblige her for however long, if that makes sense. Mm. If, it, if it has to be one year, two years, six years, three months, and She's I think a few days, wait. you know, you have to, you have to wait. You, you, it's not even you have to wait. You have to recognize that this is her worth. You know, Proverbs, wisdom is um, personified as a woman. Mm-hmm. Wisdom. Yes. And I, you know, someone's here with wisdom in their name, so That's she's like right. getting gas. But <laughs> wisdom is personified as a woman. For you to then tell me that the Bible is misogynistic or something like, well, if it was, why isn't wisdom a man? Mm. Or society tells us now that, <laughs> society tells us now that women are emotional and all of this and you know I can't disagree but yes do you know what in all honesty in my relationship with Jamelia I'm the most emotional I'm more emotional than she is praise the Lord let the record state alright me easy I'm just saying you are offending my emotions right now but it's like all of these things sometimes society is placed on us and we attribute them because as Christians we're also part of society to some extent we, we take those things in but wisdom in and of itself by God in his word which is perfect identifies woman uh, wisdom as a woman I think that um, God well God obviously made men, man and woman in his image hmm. and the differences in us between us we all show attributes of God Mm. And so a woman herself is still portraying what God is like. Mm. Yeah. So um, yeah, I don't I don't feel like I was raised to think that women are not appreciating, mm. like in the body. It was just you've got certain roles in it. And well, your place, yeah. I think in having the kitchen, fixing the sandwiches, yeah. Mad. Having a daughter. Better fixing more than sandwiches, mate. <laughs> I can get sandwiches from Tesco. Remember, I've got, got nines. Fixing <laughs> um, sandwiches in righteousness, yeah? Can I talk, though? Mud! Know your place, yeah? Know your place, Oh, my age. Oh, Where Peter turns off this mic? Oh, my gosh. On behalf of women everywhere. Goodbye, Fairness. <laughs> You'll be in the fence. You'll be in it. Yeah. The evidence is out here. Yeah? Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> now, you said women were um, 
there's a uniqueness and you you um you show the image of god yeah, yeah. you portray god both, even yeah. as you are he tried though he tried yes yes mm. that's what i was saying so now that i have a daughter mm. the way i'm gonna raise her is that whatever god places in her she should feel the freedom to do it yeah. regardless of what men say mm. like because she's not obeying man not, not just men though like women as well like, yeah as well so yeah of course women I look like forward to the day when Leia just sits up and tells the pastor hey God said he is not in this place he has <laughs> left the building Imagine. you are just talking nonsense I love it for her to be in a church where God is like there <laughs> I hope she will yeah. but if she's not I'm hoping she'll, she'll have the say, bonus yeah. and be like God is not yeah. here yeah. yeah so I want her to be <coughs> a rebel for the kingdom and not feel that she has to be pretty and polite and you know woman like she just needs to be herself mm. and if if that means that she's going to be blunt then be blunt mm. you know like don't try and like change it because of how society expects you to be mm. i just want her to be the, the true self and i think a lot of the times if you watch how um people treat boys and girls even in nursery mm. like when boys fall over it's like you're fine you're fine you're okay you're fine when girls fall over people run over like, oh my god are you okay like and <laughs> it's it's, it's is that bad though is that bad to you yes, you know want to take has, care of no girl. i'm not saying that the wanting to take care of the female is wrong mm. but what it's also teaching the boys is that don't cry, man mm-hmm. up, mm-hmm. don't cry, and you got you. Is that a bad that. thing though? Yes, it is, Peter. We know that you're emotionally unavailable. <laughs> it's not. And this is part no, of you no, love, no, 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 no. Is is yes, 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 yes. Again. Peter is that guy. Yeah. Like he's like, if I'm afraid of he something, are, I would do it. Like, he, he thought he saw a ghost <laughs> and he was about to go swim. <laughs> yeah. He why, why, why? No, 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 no. I believe, be, feel, have your feelings, have your emotions. Have them. Yeah, other people should have them. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Well, because, because I, I think maybe because I'm feeling guilty here. Because why are you feeling guilty? today. <laughs> no. Tell someone to stop crying. <laughs> 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 I'm kind of, okay, I'm kind okay. of boy, like, hey, why are you crying? See? <laughs> what, who has done something to you? Why are you crying? Shut up. <laughs> See a girl crying? Oh, come, don't cry. And where do we get that from then? Because. Why do, we, why do we treat them differently? Because as a man, if you're going to be the head of the house, like, there's a certain places where I feel like you should be able to, you know, bite down, you know, just bite down on, on Nash, also, grit your teeth and then get through yeah. even if it's also for the woman but also as a man if you're going to lead a house mm. you need to have a level of emotional intelligence oh and yeah if, and if you're not connected to your own emotions how can you understand anybody else <laughs> so if you are spending time being distant from how you feel then when your wife is coming to you with feelings what do you have to give her nothing apart from manner you, you know what yeah. or you, you, can't, you, you can't you take that to your woman nah you don't do that <laughs> No, but it'll be the same thing. Like, you'll say it in a nicer way, like, oh, no, I. Shut up. It's okay now. It's okay that you've cried about it now, right? So, we're all right now. No, two weeks later, she's still upset. Like, so I I feel like Mm. we allow culture to dictate how we treat boys and girls, yeah? Mm. So, when when girls want to do things that are seen as boyish activities, Mm. like, if you go to toy shops, 
girls' toys are just so boring. Yeah, if you go through a girl's toys, did you think that when you're growing up? I didn't play with girls' toys. I played with Action Man and Power Rangers. I didn't have no Barbies. Who's Barbie? What does Barbie do? She don't save nobody. She don't do nothing. Like even the door itself is rubbish. There's no no lighting up. She don't come with any accessories that are helpful in life. Like she ain't got no swords. She ain't got no guns. Like just there with long hair. That doesn't even represent my own because it would never look like that. So we went to so many different avenues right there. Like, (laughs) Like I said. Like, you might want to rewind. Okay, <laughs> is that serious? Girls' toys. Generations of oppression were addressed in that. Very, they're very gendered, right? Mm. So you, you'll have a lot of dolls. And pots and have pans. A lot of pots and pans. And, and a lot of the times, like, you'll have um, parents of boys mm. who want, say they want a kitchen or they want pots and pans because they want to cook mm. and they can't find them in any other section but the girl section. Mm. And what if Leia wants to be an engineer or she wants to be a construction worker? Mm. Then I'm going to have to go to the boys section to find her those toys. Mm. Like, I feel like by limiting opportunities, you mould them into what society says they should be rather than who they truly are. So if you have a son, I know we're running out of time, but if you have a son later on mm-hmm. and he wants to play with Barbies. That's fine. If he wants to play with Barbies. Like, hey, <laughs> Play with them. Play with them in what capacity? Like, in, in the same capacity as like a girl would play with as, them, like. As that I had action <laughs> Sorry. The same way that I played with action men. No, but when you play with action men, you'd be having action scenarios. When girls play with Barbies, they're going shopping and stuff like that. So if the guy, if yeah, uh, if your son, you. if your son wants to play with Barbie and it's always going shopping and going to, for Ken and going for drives and makeup and stuff like that, would you, would you be okay with that? Would I be okay with him exploring that? Yeah, it's role play. I don't see a problem with it. If the thing is, looking to move for some sort of help, you know, he's not like, reckless. He wants to say something, but he knows that he's not in this situation. Do you know what? Yeah, like I know Mo will say something. Do you know why? Because he's gone in, right? And there's, there's as when you're like, growing up in a certain culture, my heart was just pounding. Why is your heart pounding? Like I'll be that guy. I'll be like, but. But why not? Like, say for example, yeah, yeah, he wants a doll. Let's say he wants a doll, like a yeah. baby doll, right? Mm. And people are like, he can't carry a dog, he can't carry a dog. Isn't, is he not going to be a father at some point? Why can he not carry a dog? Why can he not take a baby and put them to sleep and give them a bottle? Like, why is it that girls are allowed to do that because they're going to be mothers, but boys can't do that? Like, they're not going to be fathers. Mm. Do you see what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, furthermore, there won't be any brothers in this house, so if he is playing with them, it'll be somewhere else. Mm. But I'm not going to say to him, like, you can't do that, that's a girl thing yeah. If he yeah. wants to pretend to go shopping, good, you'll be helpful to your wife. Pretend to go shopping some more. Pretend to cook. Pretend to do all the things. Mm. Because I'm not going to... In our house, it's not going to be a sense where Leia's going to get taught to be domestic and my boys are not going to get taught to be domestic. Mm. They're mm. going to get taught the same. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I think... Um, obviously, if I'm there... I, <laughs> if I'm there, I will put some things in place that he won't want to play. No, 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 no. I'll say, like, I will, I will ensure that this play is a bit more rounded. So, like, I try to factor yeah. in different things, blah, 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 this and that. So not just make it out. Oh, I'm putting a, oh you, you can be a male, like, makeup artist. Cool. You can do your thing, innit? I'm putting on a makeup. All right, cool. But what's she doing after this? Like, like, I wouldn't mind him putting makeup on a girl. If he was putting it on himself, he'd have to have a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Yeah. I, th- I think, yeah. but I think to some extent. And that, sorry, just, just, just yeah. to say, that conversation in terms of putting makeup on himself, would it be from a perspective of only girls do that? It would be from a perspective of why do you think yeah, you need like, makeup on you? Mm. It would be, I just okay. want to know like, yeah. where it's mm. coming from. Mm. So. I, I think, but to some extent, though, like, it, there's kickback to those sort of traditional ideas. Um, but almost again, like you said, it's, it's almost too much kickback. Because like for me, I don't know. I I I haven't got any kids yet. I don't see myself being sure. okay. I, mm? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure, pretty sure, pretty sure. But I I don't think um, I don't think I'd be comfortable with my kid playing with a doll, boy or girl, just because they. I I used to just decapitate Barbies. Fair enough. But <laughs> all the serious Barbies are just. <laughs> hey, say look. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but in the sense of, I see, I see why girls are allowed to play and be more nurturing and stuff like that because biologically they will be mothers. Not to say that men won't, but then men won't be mothers. Men, be yeah, they'll be fathers, but. If we're going by just the natural means of feeding the baby, the natural means of um, having child, uh, you know, growing, all of those things, a woman is built for that. Yeah. And, and as as misogynistic or whatever as that sounds, yeah, that's, that's how. That's nature. But then you see, this is the thing. This is where feminism has come to. Where me saying that is offensive to some people well, because that, I, that women are built to give birth. Yeah. Yeah. But I yeah. Guess, the thing, the re- the people that will find that offensive are the women that don't oh, want to have children. offensive themselves. I'm no, sorry, it's, it's the women that don't want to have children, mm. that don't feel motherly, that have no intention of using the function their body has. Mm. And the fact that you would say to them, you're built to be a mother, would offend them because they're like, but that's not all I'm built for and I don't want to do It's not all you're built for, absolutely. Right. No. So that's coming from a personal yeah. perspective of them. Like, yeah. The, the genetics are the genetics. Yeah. The biology is the biology. But, so the, the point I was making is, for me, I th- part of the whole head of the household, for me, is part of the burden that you have to bear is if the woman has to be weak, you have to be strong for her. Like, you don't get that luxury of being weak under certain circumstances. That's just how I see it. That's a lie. And that, that's, I, no, that's I don't see it. Because I see it as... His strength is made perfect in our weakness. Mm. So even if you are actually weak, it should propel you to rely on him more. No, and I'm not talking about with God. I'm talking no, about between the two. Even even between the two. Mm. It's, it's like... Um, so when Jamila gave birth yeah. and the whole complications and stuff, mm. yes, I had to be strong during that time, mm-hmm. but I was equally hurt and I was equally going through stuff and I was open with her. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. And it's yeah. like... And it's, and the only reason I was actually able to be strong during that time in a healthy manner mm. was because I was in touch with my emotions. No, so you're misunderstanding me. I'm not saying not to do that. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying not to do that. But where, for instance, during that time, if um, Jamila was... Uh, if you were to go through any sort of, like, depression or, you know, you don't want to talk, you want to be quiet, whatever, you don't have the luxury of recoiling into a shell of your own. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, you have to be there for her. Whereas she can because she's going through it. You can't. And if situations were reversed and you wanted to recall, I would say you don't have that luxury. Why? You have to face it. Why not? Because you're a man. Wow. And that is the problem. <laughs> that is the, no, that's actually the issue. Because I think that what happens is mm. a lot of men 
internally. But I'm not saying hide no, it. No, I'm no. not saying hide it. I'm not saying deny it. No, I'm and I'm not saying. saying you're saying that they don't mm. have the luxury. Yeah. Yeah, because of the head of their household. And yeah, because of their man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying is that by them not recoiling mm. or de- dealing with it in a way that comes naturally, mm. the, the, what's the, word? the consequence then mm. can be worse. Mm-hmm. So you might be strong in that moment, but then the outcome is, is more long-lasting than you think. A lot of times, women... How do you mean though? Because I'm bear in mind again, I'm not saying to hide away from it or to deny it or to just be like it's saying, all good. You're just saying just face it. Just I'm saying face it. Yeah. In what sense? In whatever sense you have to. I'm saying women, from my point of view, and this is where maybe I'm wrong, and I, I will completely accept if I'm wrong. But I'm saying women might have that opportunity to re. Recoil or you know what do whatever they like So literally, like an example I can think of is they don't want to talk or they mm-hmm. just don't want to talk about it. Just want to leave it. Be you know be depressed about something or whatever. Do I you think, like sit down and eat ice cream and watch watch films. If that's how they want to deal with it, yeah. Okay. Or not talk to anyone. Go and sit somewhere and read a book. Whatever. If if however you want to deal with it, you're allowed to recall into yourself and do that. Me as a man, I still have to be there for you. Mm-hmm. That's the way I say. If the tables are turned and I'm going through something. I'm not allowed to put you on the back burner, if that makes sense. That's the way I see it. I'm not allowed to put the woman on the back burner just because I'm going through something. I have to deal with it and be there for her. As a husband, I still have to deal with it. As a husband, and I don't have to deny it. And I don't have to say it it's all good. Yeah. As a husband, mm. I've gone through times where I'm like, babe, there's a lot on my mind. Mm. I kind of need some time. Mm. I need some space. Mm. And she's like, all right, cool. Yeah. And but yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. And there, it's like there, there's the I am not able to function efficiently mm. as the head whilst carrying this weight. Mm. And there's that space. Where I'm like, all right, cool. You know what? I'm not have to step down from this position as the head, mm. but redelegate mm. to be able to effectively deal with this mm. without having that burden on you, mm. and then reassume what's that. and that's that's this is where. The complementarian sort of mentality comes in, where it's like it's not a dictatorship. We're, mm. we're running the household together, oh, yeah. even though yeah. I might I might be the head and whatever. But we're this is a household and we're running it together. Yeah. So when one person is down, the other person is there to almost pick up, mm. and vice versa. Mm. So it's a case of yes, I I take my position as a husband very seriously, yeah. and I know that she takes her position as a wife very seriously. So she'll be the first person who knows I'm not I'm not feeling myself. Yeah. And then she'll be like, all right, cool, you know what? I'm going to take Leia out. We're going to go on a walk, chill. If you want to play games, do that. And then she, so now she's just now taking the onus mm. of being that help me mm. and giving me that space mm. so that they like they go out, have mother-daughter time, and then it's just me to be able to do stuff. Yeah. And obviously, complement with prayer and all of them things there. Yeah, I think what I'm, what I'm trying to get across is that mental health is very important and I think in the black community and the church community there is a school of thought that you can just push through it pray through it and it's over and because of that I think we don't see mental health issues um, as important or we don't give them as much attention as we should And if you're a man and you feel like you have to be strong, you have to be strong, then you could be going through some intense things on the inside 
but because you're just worried about leaving your household, mm. you push through it without fully dealing with it, mm. putting in space. Um, and what I mean is that it has a knock-on effect because if you're not mentally healthy, mm. you can't be a good leader. So... So my my thing with mental health is I feel oh, we've gone we've strayed we've strayed. My thing with mental health is a lot of things when we give them names we um, we give them more power than they have if that makes sense mm-hmm. and I say that because with mental health I see it covered by God's offering us peace that surpasses understanding and so peace that oh what people would call mental health that doesn't require all of these solutions. But doesn't it... Okay, so if we if we put mental health and physical health mm. as equal, yeah, mm. then if you burn yourself, you know it's a burn, right? Mm. Because you know it's a burn, you know what you need to do to help the burn, mm. to heal the burn, mm. right? And the same thing, like, if you get chicken pox, people can tell you you've got chicken pox. Mm. You can see it. Mm. This is what it is. Mm. You know how to treat it. Mm. When we don't talk about mental health, mm. you have issues. Okay, yeah, yeah. And yes, I'm not saying that. I'm not talking about like illnesses, like massive schizophrenia type stuff. Mm. I'm just talking about your ability to be emotionally well on a consistent basis. Mm. That's your mental health, right? Mm. It's how you deal with life. Yeah. Your resilience, your ability mm-hmm. to bounce back, all of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So when there is there's a there's a danger almost yeah. that when you when you are like it's Jesus will fix it, Jesus will fix it, Jesus will fix it, yeah. And you don't allow yourself to even talk about what is wrong yeah. or or share it with anybody, then <laughs> that word. That word <laughs> Flashbacks. Yeah. My mental health. <laughs> you could be affected by it, mm. right? And be affecting. It could be affecting your relationships with others, mm. but you not see it because mm. you're not even opening yourself to admit that there's something to see. Mm. See what I mean? So then, when people are like, "Oh my God, like you're not the same. Like this isn't this isn't," and you're like, "No, I'm fine. Like everything's fine. Like me and Jesus are on. I got peace. I got peace. Everything's fine." Then it almost has a longer lasting. Mm. impact than if you said this is what's happening I'm dealing with rejection or I'm mm-hmm. dealing with masculinity and I don't feel like a man in this situation or whatever it is and then you get to the root of that problem you talk about it you pray about it you, you've you gone through the process people now understand you so that they can respond to you better so like when Mo tells me something mm. about his mental health how he's perceiving things interpreting things it helps my understanding of him as a man. Mm. So then in other situations, I can be more diligent to be like, okay, I know that Mo, like, certain things affect him in, a, in this way, mm. and this is a recurrence of that, so I know he, he may feel like this. Mm. So now I can be in a better place to support him through that, because mm. I know. If he never told me at a point, when he was strong in inverted commas, mm. through the first one, and then we get to EFG, and he's falling apart, and I'm looking at you like, why are you on the floor? Mm. Like, get up. Get up. Like, I haven't had the opportunity to support him, because I don't know what the issue is. Mm. And again, like I'm saying, like, my definition of strength isn't denying it. It's not hiding it. Right. 
if you, you know, talking to uh, your partner, letting them know and letting them help you out in whatever way, I don't see that as a sign of weakness. Mm-hmm. I just think you're not allowed to shut down as a man. You are allowed to shut down as a woman. Okay, and with that, we're going to shut down the whole podcast. <laughs> if you have any comments, if you'd like to attack Peter personally... I'll give you his address. These cool. are the handles, these are the Twitters, and the emails where you can make your comments. TVSFurnace at hotmail.co.uk, I believe. Um, the Furnace UK on Twitter. Uh, you can find us on SoundCloud. That was a good segue, by the way. I like, I like the way that organically went in. You can find us on SoundCloud. Just for, search for the Blacksmith's Furnace with an apostrophe. Um, uh, on all your podcasting apps or web podcasting websites, you, you'll be able to find us on iTunes as well. Uh, Blacksmith's Furnace. Um, yeah, I think I've. I think that's pretty much it. And if you've yeah. got any partners in rhyme, Part- oh my gosh! Oh wow! Yes, <laughs> shout out to partners in rhyme for the intro and outro music. Calvin Turner for the audio amazing logo design. Um, yeah. And if there's anything you'd actually like us to discuss, yeah, yeah, for real. Yeah, shout out. Send yeah, through your topics. Yeah. If you questions. think I'm a misogynist, let me know. I'm not. <laughs> No, he's not. Um, and even if you have a scenario that you'd like us to talk out, mm. then let us know. For real. Absolutely. Alright. Believe that is the fairness. Sign me that. <laughs>